This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Good. Happy Monday to you. It's uh, our Open Lines, Open Ideas program here on KGMI. We hope you'll join us and help steer the discussion in whatever direction you want to take it. And boy, it just started raining like crazy up here at our KGMI studios. Those gully washers that we don't see that often up here, you know, here in northwest Washington. Every once in a great while, but I uh, see these kinds of rain, you know, rainfalls and, you know, you know cloudbursts in the Midwest and stuff, but... Around here, you know, it's more like the steady rain. Every once in a while, we'll get it kind of heavy, but it really came down there for a bit. Now it seems to be tapering off just a bit, but, um, well, we can use the rain, that's for sure. We're, it's October. That's what we expect here. Uh, but uh, so much going on, and we had hoped to have Sat Paul Sadu, the current uh, county executive, on. And he got in touch with me late last week, said he might have some conflicts as far as meetings and things that he couldn't get out of. Then he thought he could, so we're still hoping that uh, he might make it today. If he doesn't, uh, we'll reschedule with that Paul Sadu. Later this week, we've got uh, the candidates for mayor of Bellingham, Kim Lund, the challenger to the incumbent Seth Fleetwood. She'll be on Wednesday. Seth will join us Thursday. And uh, Dan Purdy, who's challenging uh, Sat Paul Sadu for the county executive position, will be on Friday. And uh, I'm, let's see. Hey, hey, Jason? Sat Paul's calling me. Could you just uh, could you answer my phone really quick? <laughs> He's calling my cell number, and just see if we could uh, reschedule or what his situation is. So, uh, but in the meantime, I'm happy to take your calls. We're live here on the air. That's pretty apparent. That's uh, kind of keeping things going. Uh, but uh, we want to hear from you, regardless of what is on your mind, and so much happening in the world. And it seems like it just gets a little more topsy turvy all the time. Um, but, uh, you know, what's happening in Israel, we've been expecting some, an incursion, a, an invasion of Gaza by Israeli troops, but um, apparently that hasn't happened yet, but tensions are high, and, uh, and of course, retaliation has, has occurred uh, at, at some level, but um, what are your thoughts on that, or whatever, whatever's on your mind here on this Monday? Well, he started us the uh, last couple of days. Let's 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 get uh, Majid's take on things here on this Monday. Hi, Majid. Hello, Joe. How you doing? I'm doing well. I like Seth, by the way. Yeah, he's got some good ideas. Seth. About our, Seth. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, tell him I said that. Okay. All right. <laughs> and I'm going to vote for him. Okay. Yeah. Majid gives the stamp of approval. Okay. Yes. So now. Let's go back to the war right now going on. I'm sorry to say it again, but it's going to go on for a long time now. Yeah, I, I, I think heard that's that a fair Iran, assessment, yeah. Yeah, I heard Iran. I talked to my cousins in Tehran. They said that Iran is ready to to retaliate against uh, Israel. And uh, I'm very sorry to hear that because they have rockets and they have all these chemical going on, that would reach 2,500 kilometers. Mm-hmm. And they're estimating that that would reach Tel Aviv event. Again, I'm sorry about that. Well, and, and, you know, the, and, like, the, and the sad part good. about it is that if uh, Israel is attacked, we will be involved. 
will be I directly know. involved. We are already involved. I oh, was going to sure, say that. Sure. Third, yeah. But I mean, you our know, forces will be involved. In, our forces will be involved in the conflict directly. Just last week, I told you, U.S. is going to get involved, you know, and is going to get involved because they already sent the aircraft carrier to straight up Hormoz and close to Israel right now on the, you know, Gulf of, you mm-hmm. know, the water. Yeah, there are two of them situated. in the theater, yeah. Yes, yes. And there are going to be two uh, aircraft carriers over there soon. Right. One of them is already mm-hmm. there. Uh-huh. So, again, I'm sorry about that, but this thing is escalating so bad, so idiocy of both and all three of us, <laughs> unfortunately. And this is going to go on for a long time. And right now, gas prices are up 17 cents more, more than last month. And, you know, uh, more things are going to happen right here in, you know, our community. And we better get ready for the hard times. And, you know, I'm so sorry to say that, but I hear it from Middle East. I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. And uh, that's the way it is. And I'm sorry to mention this on the radio because thousands of people are listening, but they should know. They should know. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. 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 Well, I'm American like they are. I want everybody to know this thing. If if we don't stop it now as Americans or America, then this thing is going to go to hell. And we are mm-hmm. right behind it. I'm sorry. Anyhow, All right, Majid. I have more things, that, uh, more things to say, you know, but it's going to be a problem if I say it on the radio because there are secrets. And <laughs> there are secrets, but, okay. Yeah, right. there are some things going on, too, you know, I mean, <clears throat> on both sides, even in Lebanon and all, you know, everywhere, mm-hmm. right here in our own country. <clears throat> Just like, you know, that, uh, what was his name, the landlord goes in and kill an innocent uh, kid for being Muslim? Are you kidding me? It's going on right here, too. And it's going to get worse everywhere in the world. In Belgium, another thing happened in Belgium. Somebody goes on a step, you know, he was wearing an orange jacket, you know, comes out and stabs two people. Uh Uh-huh. You know, it just happened like yesterday or this morning. Yep. It's going to well, go on here, too. Sure, I, it will. Absolutely. You know? These, uh... Unfortunately, just because, you know, like Dennis Prager said, if everybody thought kids are precious on both sides, all three of us thought we would put our guns down. What, what? But we don't think like that. We only think to go get them, to go kill them, to do this and that. You know, the, the Satan way. Who are you referring to? I'm referring to all countries, Palestinians. I'm referring to uh, Tel Aviv, you know, Israel. I'm referring to America, all of us, everybody in the world. If we thought, really, babies' uh, life is precious, we will put our guns down. Right, but, um, yeah, they, they, they lose. But they don't. They, 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 go, they get knock down a notch when uh when uh yeah when the ain't when anger and emotions and uh exactly. run high and retribution exactly. is the is the word of the exactly. day all right majid yeah. thanks for your call appreciate it 
Let's go to uh, Michael. Oh, oh, Michael, I'm sorry. I hung up. I pushed the wrong button. Uh, I admit, I give give a call back, Michael, and we'll get you on the air. Sorry about that. I that was my bad. I, I, I did that to Rich the other day too. So, uh, but uh, yeah, let's let's go to uh, Doug in Bellingham. Hi, Doug. Hey, Joe. Thank you for uh, having me on, and thank mm-hmm. you for having these discussions. Um, what I'm thinking about is uh, something called radical forgiveness. That, uh, for instance. Uh, the Palestinians need to forgive the Israelis, and the Israelis need to forgive the Palestinians. And uh, the same sort of thing with the Russians and the Ukrainians. And and uh, here in the United States, the Democrats need to forgive the, the Republicans, and the Republicans need to forgive the Democrats. And this idea of radical forgiveness is, even in the most violent of circumstances, to forgive the perpetrator. And it's the only way that we can move forward, that we can move out of the cycle of violence into uh, a cycle of, of kindness. And, and once the cycle of kindness gets going, it, it becomes self-perpetuating and very, well, I won't say very quickly, but it moves us towards uh, world peace, which I believe eventually we will reach world peace. Well, I have to tell you, I, you know, I've been thinking about this over the weekend. Majid last week was talking about turning the other cheek when you're attacked and when a nation is attacked. And, uh, and you talked, you mentioned the cycle of violence. The only way to break a cycle of violence is to not react violently. And I know that I, I mean, that it's unthinkable that we would have reacted nonviolently to the attacks of 9-11, that Israel would react nonviolently to what happened to it, uh, you know, a little over a week ago and to that so many of its citizens. And um, these were horrendous attacks. Um, But then we turn around and perpetuate violence and what does it get us? For us, it got us into 20 years, 20 plus years of, of war and loss. And, um, and it was what, it was what the attackers wanted was to pull us into that, into that fight, it seems to me. And that's what Hamas wanted. It wanted to pull Israel into this situation and, and make Israel, Israel appear vulnerable. And, and also then, um, and, and to turn, uh, the you know world view against Israel as Israel then attacks you know the the residents of Gaza in retaliation and, and but and I mean is there is there a way I mean is it possible for a nation to not react violently I mean I guess you know you think about the the attacks that happened in Paris that uh, uh, you know against the the uh, you know the the attacks on the concert hall and. You know those coordinated attacks uh, of a number of years ago, and France didn't lash out at another country and attack it. Didn't invade another country to to retaliate for that. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm thinking about the the Truth and Reconciliation Commission that happened in South Africa, where there was, and I think also in in uh, well, anyways, I know in South Africa, I think also in Rwanda in that area where. Uh, the people who committed these horrible crimes, they had to confess what they had done. That is, I did participate in this. They had to do it openly and publicly and, and say what I did was wrong. And then the other 
uh, the, the affected parties were given the option of forgiving them, and, and most of the times they forgave them. And I think we can do that nationally, too, as, as nation states. We can say um, nobody gains. It's it just all, all that happens when we continue the violence is the body count gets higher. Mm-hmm. And, and if we understand that there's one human family and we're all sisters and brothers, then there are no nation states. There are no lines of division that 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 my family members are Palestinians, my family members are Israelis, my family members are Ukrainians, my family members are Russians, my family members are Democrats, my family members are, are Republicans. That once we understand there's one human family and we're all we're all members of this family, then there's there's no reason to kill more members of our family, more of our sisters and brothers. Yeah. Well and uh it seems like um you know Israel has vowed to destroy Hamas of course Hamas is is many individuals and to destroy Hamas it seems you would have to kill all those people or take them out of action one way or another and uh that seems like an impossible task and it almost would seem like a, a better way to go about it would be to undermine its credibility and its and I mean, that's easier said than done, obviously. But um, yeah. All right. Well, I, I appreciate your thoughts, Doug. And uh, thanks, Joe. Yeah. All right. We'll take a quick break. We got Michael back. We'll get to him, Rod, Jim, and we'll have time to take your call as well here on KGMI Connects 360-676-5464. Now you can mow, dig, grade, haul, and more with the perfect solution for your property, a Branson tractor. Save your back and your wallet with one of our compact but powerful tractors here at Farmers Equipment Company. Stop by and choose from our full line of Bransons to take on your toughest tasks. With tractors from 19 to 55 horsepower, we have a Branson compact or utility tractor that is perfect for you. Want to use a rotary cutter to tame that tall brush on your property? You can do that. What about snagging a scoop from that pile of gravel to maintain your driveway free of potholes? You can do that too. Branson's six-year warranty along with our factory trained technicians will make sure your new tractor is always running great get the tractor you want and the peace of mind you need at farmers equipment company to learn more visit us online at farmersequip.com or stop by our locations in linden or burlington today farmers equipment company serving the pacific northwest for over 86 years hi this is marcia neal you probably know me from vibrant usa we are excited to announce we are now guided solutions. That's right, we have a new name. We are continuing to offer our same great services and look forward to hearing from you. Are you approaching retirement and need help navigating Medicare? Are you on Medicare and want updates on potential changes for 2024? Our agents are here to help, so give us a call at 866-733-5111. How safe do you feel? Fentanyl has crept into our schools and our community. Children, friends, and neighbors, this affects us all, and I'm frustrated with the lack of urgency regarding this crisis. I'm Hannah Ortis, and as your next Whatcom County Council member, I am committed to having hard conversations so that we can find real solutions. Our most vulnerable are depending on us to put people over politics. This is my home, and I will represent each and every one of us. I'm Hannah Ortis, and I ask for your vote this November. Paid for by Hannah for Whatcom. 
This week with PNW Perks, you can enjoy Bellingham Cider Company for half the price. You might know them for their delicious variety of cider flavors like their spiced pumpkin, caramel apple, and other seasonal flavors. But you'll also be amazed by their menu, proudly sourcing their fresh food from local farms and businesses. Enjoy their in-house made ravioli, guajillo braised beef, or delicata squash salad. They're well known for their buttermilk brine chicken and waffles, but you'll also find juicy burgers made from Northwest raised beef. Or how about fresh coho salmon? with roasted tomato chutney. You'll be amazed at the variety, selection, and flavors from the kitchen. Dietary restrictions? No problem. Their menu provides a host of vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and dairy-free options. Bellingham Cider Company, the place great ciders meet exceptional food with breathtaking views everyone can enjoy. Find them at 205 Prospect or at BellinghamCider.com. This Thursday at 8 a.m., get a $50 gift certificate to Bellingham Cider Company for just $25, only at P&D. WPerks.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects 360 676 5464. And I apologize to my other callers because I, I did get Sat Paul on the line, Sat Paul Sadu, and I had him booked for this hour, so I want to give him a chance to, to talk with us and uh, answer some questions and and uh, talk about his campaign for re election as. Uh, County executive here in Whatcom County. So I um, apologize to, I've got a few folks on the line that had uh, comments and ideas about some other issues. But uh, Sat Paul, I'm so glad that we could connect and get you on the program today. Yeah. I, I know you're a, a busy guy. Yes, I know. So can you hear me okay? Yep. I, yeah, I can hear you fine. Yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah, okay, so, good. and once again, people, your comments and questions for Sat Paul are welcome. Uh, I got other, as I said, I got some callers on the line that wanted to talk about some other issues, but we're shifting gears here since I was able to connect with Sat Paul. Um, so, but first, uh, Sat Paul, you've been a uh, county executive now for, for one term. And, um, full, you, full term. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and you've, uh, you know, it, it, it started out, uh, well, I guess it, pretty well, but then know, things got breaking, rocky right out of the it, gate. It's breaking up a little bit. Yeah. I don't know what is. Uh, yeah. You're having trouble uh, hearing let me? Let me turn my car off and maybe yeah. Yeah. I can talk to you just my iPhone. Okay. Is that better? That's better, yeah. How about for you? Is that better? Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Okay, I can hear you. Okay, this is much better. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you sound better too. Uh, so, um, I, I was I was saying you one term now as uh, county executive. Uh, you were elected, and then things got pretty crazy in your very first yeah, year. They, with... they sure did. And uh, I was uh, on the job just uh, less than two months, uh, actually three weeks when the as the floods came, the Super Bowl floods, we call them. And then uh, in March, uh, early March, uh, that uh, COVID came and emergency got cleared. It was pretty bizarre uh, because nobody knew what it is, how serious it is, how long it would be. And uh, we declared the emergency, state declared emergency, our country declared emergency. And uh, so we had to find our own way because we cannot depend on the next door county or another people. Everybody was in the in the same uh, situation. 
And this is very, very unique uh, thing happening. If flood come, fire happens, you can always depend on your neighbors or another nation, uh, another community to help you. But this was, uh, everybody was on their own. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we were able to work together, the seven mayors of all the cities, including Bellingham, and the county executive and the and the county sheriff. So these were the eight, nine people uh, who were going to run the affairs and then go back to the council as needed. So, but we were able to work it through. Let's talk about, real quick, the pandemic itself. And yeah. um, there's, you know, questions still swirl about the response to it, uh, about the shutdowns, about... Uh, the mandates, uh, masking mandates, um, yes. and closed restaurants and that sort of thing. Yes. As you look yeah. back on what was done, what's your overall view? Was that, um, you know, were, were the right what, steps what? taken by and large? But w- what are your thoughts there? Okay. My thoughts are that I think that uh, uh, knowing what we know from the hindsight, uh, Whatcom County didn't do badly. We were the seventh uh, lowest uh, uh, human life loss county among the 39 counties per, per capita per per 1,000 uh, people. Uh, we were very scared, and uh, it hit the uh, senior citizens even harder, or, or other uh, vulnerable people who were has fragile health. Uh, but uh, we worked out okay. Now. I know it became political, which should not be because it should be a science-based uh, uh, response, but it became political response. And that even makes it harder for the politicians or uh, the electors uh, to make decisions. And uh, we had something, uh, 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 serious discussions in our county council as well because of that. But uh, I was able to keep everybody together. I did not put the vaccine mandates, whereas the city of Bellingham did put mandates. And, uh, and I think that uh, uh, we were quite successful. We didn't lose any employees, and, uh, and, and uh, we were able to uh, sell uh, 83% or more employees of Whatcom County were all vaccinated. So that was the end result. So you think just um, that just the the word of mouth and urging people to get the vaccinations, um, that that was effective enough that uh, the uh, mandates were probably not needed? I think so. I think so that uh, the other part is when we are rural county, uh, it's different. If you are like in the middle of Seattle or you are in Philadelphia, uh, it's it's a totally different population or uh, or environment of people, close vicinity, everything. It's different than uh, than uh, how our uh, citizens live. So we thought that uh, in in our situation, mandates were not needed. What I guess uh, in your uh, in your First, uh, first um, term here as county executive. What, what would you say you're most proud of? 
I'm most proud of a couple of things I will bring out. Uh, uh, one is the leadership. Uh, the leadership means that you have a steady hand on the finances, budget, as well as on the county employees and department head, and work together uh, with, the, with the other elected officials, uh, because the seven mayors uh, have seven votes. When you have Emergency Operations Council, EOC, uh, yes, county executive can push back, but that always doesn't work unless we work together. So I was able to provide leadership to all the cities. It didn't matter. Uh, they were uh, Republican-leaning uh, mayors or Democrat-leaning mayors. Uh, we worked as a group. I think that's pro proven my leadership. Another thing you may have noticed or may not have noticed that there was no article in the newspapers which claims county executive doesn't know what to do. And headlines like county executive is wavering and cannot make a decision or county executive made these wrong decisions because uh, the newspapers and you uh, being the media person, you want to inform the public of these things. But you never heard anything like that. It wasn't just a courtesy. It was that uh, we did not uh, demonstrate uh, a strong uh, dysfunction um, uh, among us. Uh, there were differences. There were differences of opinion, but we worked through. I think that uh, that I think I am very proud that I was able to keep that uh, leadership role and bring along everybody. It was not just me making decisions. It was collective. I think the collaboration uh, on uh, on different uh, uh, initiatives we had to take uh, during testing. Uh, remember, initially, it was the testing was a big deal. You take 48 hours to get the results back. People wanted to go to Canada. People wanted to fly, and, and they couldn't do that. Uh, and we worked very hard and had uh, a lot of testing sites. Uh, a lot of distribution of PPE, and uh, and that only works in collaboration. And I was able to bring about that collaboration. So I, I'm really proud of that. And uh, and another thing, when we did cut the budget, I did not lay off even one person. We were ordered by the council to cut the budget 10% and uh, prepare a plan to cut 20%. And in, in government, most of our, our, our budget is uh, uh, people and personnel. Uh, you know, people may not know that 70% of the county budget gets spent on people. Uh -huh. And, uh, and uh, I was able to keep the uh, workforce intact. Of course, people left for different reasons, and people worked from home. And I'm very proud of that, that I was able to keep the team together. All right. Well, I've got to take a quick break, and uh, we've got I've got more questions, and I think our listeners have some questions for you as well. And uh, we look forward to having you on for the rest of the program here. It's uh, current county executive, the incumbent, uh, Sad Paul Sadu, running for re-election here on KGMI Connects. Uh, our phone number, 360-676-5464. Back in two minutes. 
Hear that? That's the sound of winter on its way. It's wet, it's windy, and ice and snow aren't far behind. This year, be ready for the Northwest's winter weather with a 24 Subaru Outback from Dewey Griffin Subaru. It'll keep you and your family safe no matter the weather with all-wheel drive and an all-new standard safety package. Plus, up to 32 miles per gallon fuel economy. Dewey Griffin Subaru. Community-minded, community-driven, and the only Subaru-certified tire and service center in Whatcom County. Hi, this is Marcia Neal. You probably know me from Vibrant USA. We are excited to announce we are now Guided Solutions. That's right, we have a new name. We are continuing to offer our same great services and look forward to hearing from you. Are you approaching retirement and need help navigating Medicare? Are you on Medicare and want updates on potential changes for 2024? Our agents are here to help, so give us a call at 866-733-5100. KGMI invites you on an adventure to explore the Americana that is Boston and Cape Cod with Deanna Harrelluck on KGMI's Cape Cod and the Islands Tour. Next June 1st through the 7th with Bel Air Tours and Adventures. Discover the history of Boston, explore Cape Cod National Seashore, enjoy a traditional New England lobster dinner and much more. See how you can be part of this unique experience at a Cape Cod and the Islands Info Night, October 25th in Bellingham or October 26th in Linden. Get details at KGMI.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? Contact West Mechanical today to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Our guest here on the program is uh, Seth Halsadu, the county executive, Whatcom County executive, running for re-election. And um, he'll be happy to take your calls and questions. And uh, Rich in Ferndale, hi, you're on with uh, Seth Halsadu. Hello, Seth Paul and Joe. Hi. I have a question or more of a request. This has been a... I'm a small-time farmer in Whatcom County, and a problem that we've been having is a zoning rule that prevents uh, beef slaughter facilities on agricultural land, making it way too expensive for anyone to set up on commercial property. And I know raspberries and blueberries are processed on ag land all over the place. All the large farms and small farms and berry co-ops, they have processing facilities on ag land. I was wondering is, can the executive or the council change this rule or grant a variance to beef producers to process, kill, and process the meat on agricultural land? This would be a huge benefit, I believe, to local sustainable food. We can grow it here. We have people who want to buy it here, but we can't get in the package because the financial barrier to entry is so high because of the zoning requirement. Is there something that can be done with that? Yes, I think that uh, I can tell you the county executive alone cannot do that. It is a county council which can change the code. But the I don't think it is only the zoning issue. I think it is the food safety issue also. The meat is a little bit different than uh, than blueberry and raspberry uh, because uh, the, I, I, I'm not... Uh, processor, so I don't know, 
uh, more details are involved. And uh, but, chicken but, uh, is currently allowed on county land to be processed and sold retail. Chicken okay. is, but not beef. It's very strange. Okay. It has to do with the USDA and overlapping rules, and that's easy. You can get a USDA inspector, but the problem is no one can afford to build a facility on commercial land. It needs to be able to be done at a farm. Hmm. That okay. was, and that's, a, like you said, a council thing. And it's been yeah. tried 10, 15 years ago, and it failed. The council wouldn't approve it. I want to believe Ben Ellenboss tried to do something 10 or 15 years ago, yeah. and he just it couldn't get done. So the investors backed out, and it just never happened. And we, we yeah. need local food sustainability. And with meat, there is no chemical. There's no sprays. There's, okay. there's just right. little input compared okay. to berries. Yeah. No, I, I think that is something you can bring it up after the election, and uh, it can be looked at. Okay. Thank you very much for your call. Appreciate it, Rich. Thanks. Let's go to Julio in Sumas. Hi, Julio. Hi. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Hey. Hey, good. my question. My question is just: uh, Do you think you guys did like your best for the city of Sumas for the flood? And if you can explain what you guys did to help the people out over here. I think you are talking more about the state than the county. I think that we could have done more. We needed to do more. We want to do more. But uh, the money and all the steps we were going to take is all dependent on the money from FEMA and money from, uh, uh, from the state. And if you know as recent as two two and a half weeks ago, uh, FEMA put a restriction and say no money. And we got together with our federal representatives and uh, because there was going to be a shutdown and shutdown didn't happen. And we have now approval that uh, money will come, but we haven't seen that money. It's been two years. The money which was supposed to come did not come. So uh, the county itself does not have that much uh, leeway or spare funds uh, to make everybody whole. Uh, and, uh, and, and we are still working. We haven't given up. There was $4 million we got for long-term recovery team. Um, uh, Mr. Christensen is the leading that. And uh, and they have that money. They work through uh, uh, with the people's need. Whatcom Community Foundation work with need. Uh, Sick community raised hundred fifty thousand dollars for that need, and lot of lot of other nonprofits uh, contributed to that. But uh, uh, Julio, I can tell you, it is not enough. We need to do more. Sounds good. All right, thanks. Just wanted to know. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate your call. Let's go to uh, Kelly in Laurel. Hi, Kelly. You're on with Sat Paul Sadu. Hey, good afternoon. Yeah. I have a question for the county exec. Go ahead. Um, yes, sir. You're sitting here preaching teamwork and knowing the ins and outs of the departments. When was the last time you did a ride-along with the sheriff's department? Pardon me? Say it again. Collaboration, you want me to do ride-along with sheriff? No, I said, what was the last time that you actually did a ride-along with the sheriff and know what those guys deal with on a daily basis? Oh, I have. It may not be in the recent months or recent year, but I have. I've been on the council for five years. 
I've been on the in this uh, uh, you know council in this since 2015. I have done that. I've done that with Bellingham Police and Hot Team also, the the homeless uh, outreach team as well. So I, you've I done totally it know. since you've done it once since 2015. You haven't had time to do it since then. I don't remember recently in last year or so I have done it, but I it's not the ride-along. It's working with Bill Elfo, working with the deputy sheriff, working with all the deputies. You should talk to some of them. Do I understand I, I what their issues are They don't not. get any backing from the executive or the council, and only a few council members, if that. Okay. Yeah. The, okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. Okay. All right, Kelly. Uh, let's see. Let's go to, uh, and uh, once again, uh, Sad Paul Sadu, our county executive, is our guest here on the show. Let's go to Ann and Sumas. Hi, Ann. Hi. My question is to you, Mr. Sabat. Uh, yes. What have you done since you've been county executive to improve the lives of the average person in Whatcom County? What have you actually done? What have I actually done? Uh, you know, when you define an average person, we 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 not you're not talking about homeless people. You're not talking about people in mental health. You're not talking about people who are in need. Those were have been my priorities. If you talk about average person, uh, we have done. We have followed our laws. We have uh, kept our budget intact. No deficit. Balanced budget. And uh, and provide all the services which are needed by average citizen. We've been able to keep that promise and keep providing those services. I did not do uh, mandates on the vaccination on anybody. I did not. Uh, I provided all the uh, not me the county Whatcom County provider all the uh, uh, PPE personal protection equipment and uh, funded all the emergency services for three and a half years of COVID. Uh, so, and on, on top of that, we did establish uh, uh, a tiny home village. Uh, we bought 50 tiny homes. We established uh, <clears throat> a way station, $9 million. Uh, we built the crisis stabilization center on Division Street for $14 million, uh, and, and yeah, there are many things. I don't have it in front of me, uh, written pieces, but, uh, yes, I have done all these things. When I say I, uh, it is not just county executive who does these things. It is, it is the whole system. I, county executive cannot do anything without permission, without acceptance and approval of budgets by the council. So the job of county executive is to make a case to the council and win their approval, which is a task in itself because there are seven board of directors who have the purse strings. And, uh, and uh, I, as a county executive, have to go to the council and uh, ask them to provide the budget and, and uh, approve my policies. So that's what I have done. All right. Okay. Thank you for your call. 
All right, Sat Paul, I'm going to take a quick break, and uh, we got a couple other folks on the line, and I've got some questions, too. Sat Paul Sadu is okay. our guest here on uh, KGMI Connects, and we'll, uh, and, and we'll have time to squeeze in a question from you as well. 360-676-5464. Back in two minutes. My daughter, she's six years old now. Well, soon to be. She's, she's, she's a go-getter, man. She has a, she's a boss lady. I have her operating some of her little businesses candy business and she loves it daddy daddy um let's go to work let's go see if we need to fill up the machines with candy and let's collect my money because i want to go to disneyland (laughs) beautiful i love the little girl i like her heart she'll come in and she'll offer lunch to the employees and then she'll come to me and be like hey dad need your credit card (laughs) you know what it's something that i would do myself so i have no problem here's the credit card honey Go buy the, the sales guy some lunch, and that's what she does. She comes in here, and she pretends she owns the place, and matter of fact, she does. But it's fun. It's fun to see her develop her leadership at an early age. Xavier Cortez is the owner of Bellingham Nissan, part of the Cortez Auto Group. Ready to build that new home? Do you want precision site preparations, seamless drainage systems, and sturdy house foundations? Honkoop Gravel is your answer. Experience is the difference of their full-service civil contractors and state-of-the-art heavy equipment. With over 45 years of service, they ensure quality done right the first time. Honkoop Gravel, the professional team you want for your next project. In Linden or at honkoopgravel.com. The Lennon Community and Senior Center in partnership with Hoagland Pharmacy will be hosting a walk-in vaccine clinic on Friday, October 20th from 10 till 1 p.m. at their 4th and Grover location in Linden. Stop by during the What's Next Info Fair for this year's flu, RSV, and COVID shots. This event is open to all in our community and most types of insurance will be accepted. October 20th from 10 till 1 p.m. at the Linden Community and Senior Center. Stay healthy and keep our community safe this fall and beyond with the Linden Community and Senior Center. Can I help you? Is this the rain dropping clinic? Yeah, our lit sign must have shorted out from all this rain. Sorry, how can I help? Well, yeah, it is this rain that's brought me in today. Is there a rain-related problem we can help you with? Yeah, what are your recommendations for driving on the highway at night in the rain? We discourage it, especially at night. Ever heard of spectacular reflection? No. Is that a thing? Yeah. The wet road becomes like a mirror. That's spectacular reflection. Also, your eyes are dilated, letting in more light. Your windshield might be fogging, wipers bad, tires balding, and all this at highway speed. Huh. Wow. What do you recommend? Take Bel Air Airport or Shuttle. A bus is much safer, and your driver is uniquely qualified to handle rain. Take a break from the hazards of driving to SeaTac Airport. With multiple daily round trips, you'll save on fuel, parking, and avoid stressful driving on wet highways. Book today at airporter.com. That's airporter. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. And that was actually three minutes, sorry. But uh, we're back with Sat Paul Sadu, <laughs> county executive here yeah. on KGMI Connects. Great to have you, Sat Paul. Thanks for joining us. Yes. And uh, sure. and real quick before we go back to calls, I you mentioned uh, your focus on disadvantaged people or people struggling here in Whatcom County, and homelessness is uh, top of mind. Um, you know, the yep. scourge of yep. fentanyl. Um, what what in your mind 
can be done is uh, it, it seems that whatever is being done isn't enough. And uh, what are your thoughts yeah. on that as you would, would enter a second term? Yes, I think my thoughts are, first thing is, this is not unique to Whatcom County. This is a problem nationwide, and the solutions have to come from all levels of government, federal, state, and local. Uh, What I'm proposing is more housing. I think housing is the root cause of it gives rise to many of the other issues because people are not home. And the second thing is people are lonely. People are alone. And cell phones haven't, and the smartphones haven't done us any favor. Actually, they made people more lonely. Even if you're sitting at home, there are four or five people at home. Everybody is looking at their phone. They don't even talk to anybody. So I think these things do result in uh, more anxiety and, uh, and, and other issues. Now, what I'm proposing is that uh, we should uh, uh, provide more land for building homes, smaller lots, like 4,000-square-feet lots with only 1,400-square-feet homes. And this could be uh, a, a 25 30% of the new development. And, and even in multiple multifamily homes, make smaller places so that people can afford the rent and people can afford to buy them. And uh, right now you see uh, average home is 2,500 square feet and then another five 700 square feet garage to go on, uh, add, add to that, and then there are only two or three people living there. I think that uh, if you look at lettered streets, all those homes are 1,000 to 1,200 square feet, and they uh, each one had five kids, and they all grew up there. And this is true in all over America. You go to Tacoma, you go to Seattle, all the old neighborhoods. And I think we need to get back to that, that uh, those smaller homes and people who can afford it, sure, they should build their uh, mega mansions and and bigger homes and everything. But uh, overall, availability of homes is very low. That is our biggest problem. And the rest are the causes. Uh, which which arise from this biggest cause is homelessness. All right, Sat Paul, let's go to uh, Rod in Bellingham. Hi, Rod. Hey, I'll try to make this quick Hi. here. Um, and, I, and I think Sat Paul just made a, a good comment there, too, about housing, because, you know, it, one of yeah. the main things that people need is what? Shelter. And so yeah. if you don't have a shelter, you're then exposed. And if you're exposed, fear creeps in. And then at that point yeah. there, we as humans do odd things. But I was going to ask him, because it sounds like he he, he uses this philosophy already, and I'm kind of curious how he uses his persuasive powers of objectivity. You know, you've got one group that raises a red flag, another group that raises a blue flag in politics, and oftentimes what we end up doing is waving the white flag of surrendering to how it's always been done. And so at that point there, it's like majority wins, so so to speak, instead of really looking at the representation of whose yes. idea it is and not worry about whether it comes from the left or the right, but doing something that is intellectually um, based yes. on experimentation and knowing what works and going with that so that we can better our society. And I was just curious what he thought about that. Okay. Hey, Rod, you want a job in the county? <laughs> <laughs> we need we need more 
people like you. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, I, I just want to let you know that I don't get intimidated when people oppose me. I have I have listened to irate people, irate uh, posts on the Facebook, but that does not deter me from listening to people. Actually, uh, I, I see it as a way of educating myself when I see divergent views. I'm very neutral. I'm, I'm a centrist. If you have seen in the last four years, I have worked both sides of the aisle. I have worked with, uh, like I just earlier gave an example, the seven mayors, and uh, never ever that seven mayors agreed on everything. And uh, we were able to almost achieve that. And uh, going into the issue of the jail, its size, its budget, how should we do it? All mayors have written two letters unanimously uh, to the council to do that. I think this is a little bit of talent and a little bit of patience, which uh, brings people together. But this is very much needed. Look what is happening to our federal government. I think that we just raising flags uh, on wrong sides. We need to have a white flag and sit down and, and uh, reason out. The reasoning out is, is been thrown out of the window. But, Rod, I, I really like your thought process, and I, I, I admire that, and I follow that. Thank you. All right. Let's go to John in Everson. Hi, John. Yeah, okay. Uh, Mr. Uh, Executive, what is going to be done with the Old County Hospital? Old uh, Northwest County and North, yeah, the, the, yeah, the Old Northwest, old Northwest. And, and Smith Northwest, Road. That, that building uh, will, be, uh, uh, will be demolished over time. We are going to start a building there probably likely in 2025. We have gone through the process with the State Historical Society, and we have submitted a written plan how we want to keep the memory of that building. The building, when it was used in 2000, uh, the second floor was uh, really hacked in the sense it needed uh, a sprinkler system. So they put sprinkler pipes through the walls and floors and everything just to make the ground floor work because it was supposed to be there for 10 years and demolished. And now it's been 23 years. And we are still at it. And it will take still three, four years before we move out of that. So we have a plan to build a new building. And this current buildings, we're going to take all the uh, uh, stained uh, uh, windows from the chapel. We're going to try to salvage as much wood we could uh, uh, from there. And that will be used in the new building. And we are going to create a, a, a some kind of... Uh, uh, mural or some kind of presentation uh, on the entry, which reminds of the old uh, uh, the old hospital. Many names for that. It was a uh, it was a hospital uh, uh, about more than hundred years ago. Yes, we have plans, but uh, sorry, it will be demolished. Okay, so what what would be the use? Uh, of the new one, then what would be what? Would, what is the plans for that? What will house, be used? Uh, yeah, this new building will be used by the planning and development services, the people who give permits and roads and and the public works, which is downtown. The public works will also move to Smith Road, 
So those two departments will be there. Okay. 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 That's that's what I was curious about because you know it's yeah. it's. You never, I don't know, you never see any action over there, but I mean, you wonder what is going on. And so, yeah, right, something yeah. that the Thanks, county John. can use, and that yeah. would be good. Yeah. All yeah. right. Thank you. Thank you for but, your call. And uh, I know there were some people that were hoping to preserve that building, weren't there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the, yeah, I mean there, there are. <laughs> they're, still, yeah. they're still there. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that sounds like the plan is moving forward. Uh, once again, we're talking yeah. with County Executive Sad Paul Sadu. Joe in Bellingham's. Oh, we lost Joe. Uh, but Sad Paul, it's great to have you here. I, before we go, I wanted to ask you yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, about the jail uh, and this justice yeah. uh, proposal. It's uh, once again, yeah. there are people that are objecting to it. There are many who support yeah. it. Uh, we've been talking for years about how the county needs a new jail facility. The debate always seems to be yeah. over the size and 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 yeah. what services will be offered to people to help to. Uh, what what is your yeah, thought um, on this the, proposal as it is? Yeah, is with it what, limited time, I want to, to to really say that that please vote yes on this jail. Second thing is is this is the best compromise we could get, where all seven mayors and county executive and county council and all the seven councils of all the cities have unanimously approved this plan. Now, this plan is not about uh, incarceration; it is. Uh, treatment over incarceration. Almost half of the money collected by this levy over its lifetime will be used for services, whereas this was never on the proposal before in 2015 or 17. We have brought in all kinds of groups uh, to, to review our proposal, give their views, and we've been able to come up with a compromise. Yes, there are some people who are opposed to that, I just say to them, this is not perfect. Perfect is enemy of good. We have punished those people who work there, and we have punished those inmates for way too long to have them live in that place. We may not have a perfect facility, but we have a very good facility. And this good can be made perfect over some time. And, and this, is, this is a very frugal proposal. Yeah, this is very reasonable proposal, and it takes care of reentry, vocational education, as well as uh, mental behavioral health treatment, in addition to incarceration. Okay, and uh, um, uh, Jason, uh, the anchor of our afternoon news program, graciously let me uh, keep you for a few more minutes. I hope you have just a couple of minutes because okay. uh, you know you're going, you're uh, running for your second term, and uh, yep. hopefully you won't have anything as tumultuous as a pandemic setting in or. Uh, you know, massive <laughs> flooding across our county. If if, if everything kind of runs pretty smoothly, what what is your goal? I guess what are your your my, primary yeah, goals for your next term? Very important question. My my first goal is is uh, alleviate housing, make it a little easier. I don't think this can be solved at one county level. Uh, that would be not uh, correct assumption, but we can make it better. And, and I want to build a, a wetland bank so that all the lands which cannot be built, we can do an off-site mitigation with the net zero environmental impact. We don't have no wetland uh, mitigation uh, place in Whatcom County. So I want to establish that. And uh, I want to build the 23-hour facility, uh, the mental treatment facility, sobering facility, 
which we have $9 million. We are putting another six from the county to make it happen. And I want to work on uh, smoothing the permit process at the Planning Development Services, which has been talked about a lot. And I have some plans, and I will unfold in the next year if I'm still the county executive. Thank you. All right, Sad Paul Sadu. Thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it, and uh, good luck with your campaign. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time and Uh, your listeners. Okay, uh, bye. All right, take care. And uh, thanks for joining us here on uh, KGMI Connects here on this Monday. And once again, we're focusing on our uh, election coming up in just three weeks, three weeks from tomorrow. Uh, November 7th, and uh, later this week, on, on once again on Wednesday, Kim Lund, the uh, challenger for mayor of Bellingham, will be on our program for an hour. Uh, then Thursday, Seth Fleetwood, the incumbent mayor, will be on. On Friday, Dan Purdy, who's challenging Sat Paul for the county executive position, will join us. Uh, so, And then in the evenings, tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday, we'll bring you forums uh, that were sponsored, had, have already been sponsored by the... Uh, League of Women Voters here in Whatcom County with some of our other races, County Council, uh, the Jail and Justice Proposal, and Sheriff. So hope you have a great rest of your Monday, and we'll be back tomorrow on KGMI Connects. This is News Talk 96.5 and AM 790, KGMI Bellingham. KISM HD2 Bellingham from the West Mechanical Studio.